0: So what are we uh, what are we talking about?
1: <laughs> um, well we could talk about some tech news type stuff first.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so yeah, my keyboard's really loud.
0: Yeah. We got them, them silent switches.
1: Yeah, man. <laughs> All about them. them oh,
0: what ones. was that?
1: Oh, is it super loud for you?
0: I hear a bunch of static. Uh,
1: um. Yeah, because this is our first episode thing. Right, is this better?
0: Uh, yeah, that's good.
1: Alright. Um, we're. Yeah, there's probably going to be audio issues. Hey, sounds yeah. like Wancho.
0: Yep. I mean, if if a multi-million dollar media production company can't solve their audio problems, what chance do we have?
1: Yeah, but Linus has probably dropped every single piece of equipment that they use.
0: (laughs) That's very true. Uh, I, I couldn't imagine dropping, like, a compressor microphone. That just sounds really bad.
1: But they're also, like, there's essentially not really much in them. Which is.
0: Yeah, but. It's, it's not as bad as like dropping good. like
1: an all in one mic, like if you dropped a Yeti or something.
0: Yeah, that's true. Because yeah. everything's that inside that little of little it. The wire in there is super sensitive. But. um, I'm trying to think. It's it's kind of funny that Linus has hired all these people. Like, he surrounds the, himself with like yeah. all these really smart people. Like, he got Brandon in there who's like a super film nerd, like, knows everything about cameras, gets some really nice quality. Um yeah. he gets like Terry and everybody else who are really good at editing videos. But he just has like refused to hire an actual sound guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just don't understand it.
1: And um yeah, and then and it's like they so they spent a ton of money on decorating Linus's room his office before they got mm-hmm. a WAN, before they fixed the WAN show audio stuff.
0: I like that. Yeah. Well, to be fair, all the decorations in there, it was <laughs> like they framed three posters and painted a wall orange, and everything else was just like yeah. old motherboard scrap parts. That motherboard
1: wall looks line. cool.
0: Yeah, that...
1: that and the that desk PC is so really cool. cool.
0: I... I'm probably one of those people that I, if I actually feel like commenting on things, I would have given Linus a hard time about it. Um,
1: <laughs> on what? The, the wall? Or the PC? The
0: the desk PC. Like, the the, the top of it is fine. Like, the inside of the, the desk PC is fine. The, the, the problem I have, and apparently lots of other people the have legs. this problem as well, is the legs. Yeah. <sighs> it just... It doesn't look structurally sound. It looks fine, like... For a guy like Linus who probably only spends, like, a few hours of the day at his computer and the rest of them are walking around the warehouse and and being on set, it's probably fine. But it's not something that I'd want to, like, you know, sit behind all day, kick up my feet on.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, that would be. Yeah, well, and you wouldn't really want it, like. The problem with that is that I feel like if you, like, rest your arms or anything and like if the massive mouse pad he has mouse mat um isn't there he's gonna get the glass so dirty so fast
0: oh yeah like they I've should
1: they probably should have built in a little hook that they can hook the windex bottle onto in the desk
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah I've, I've seen i've had a number of friends and, and people that i know have glass desks and it is it is usually a nightmare um it's not something I definitely ever want.
1: Yeah, I was thinking it would be cool to do something like they did, except I would want to do better legs, and I I would definitely keep my big uh, mouse mat.
0: Yeah. Definitely have one of those large mouse mats.
1: Yeah, it's just it it looks kind of it looks kind of weird the way because they the desk isn't just a rectangle because they have like the room for the legs. Yeah. And that just ends up looking kind of weird.
0: Yeah. I've always been a 90-degree corner desk sort of guy anyway. Oh, I
1: hate corner desks. Really? Yeah.
0: That's like like my preferred setup.
1: Hold on. I'll it back. I want to measure my desk. Yeah, so I have... So I have this like, uh, what? Uh, I think it's, um, it's just under two and a half by two and a half, um, like IKEA table, and it's pretty sturdy. It's tiny desk. No, that's not my main desk. Um, oh. And that, so that's what my computer's on, my mixer. Um, oh,
0: okay. And then yeah, right the next to it. Right
1: next to it, I have like the the um front it, the fronts are flush a three foot five desk. So it's have, well, overall
0: right a desk. It's a uh, sixty one inches by like thirty two inches, I think.
1: Yeah, this is my whole thing ends up being 70 inches. Nice. Yeah, it's, it's just, it's awesome having room. And then instead of having my mic go like so in front of me, cause I just, I, I had that, it like that for like a month or two and I didn't like it. So mm-hmm. now I have like, I have this little shelfy storagey thing that's like the same height as my desk, and it's just behind my desk, and it has like all these drawers in it, and then it just has like a little wooden top, so I have my boom arms clamp on that, and it's right behind the desk, so behind my monitors, so then the mic arm just comes up over the monitors. Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I need to get one of those wire rack shelving units. I've got too much junk.
1: Buy warehouse in Canada. Just be neighbors of LMG.
0: Yeah. Man. So, so tech news. <laughs> this is, so far it's been a podcast about a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and like a little bit about our setups. <laughs> uh,
1: God, the DNA storage is so cool. So what was that? DNA storage,
0: using DNA storage. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of cool. Um, I don't know, it's one of those things that I'm like super impressed by like the process of it, but I failed to see any like long-term use out of that. You, I mean, you can make synthetic DNA relatively easily I say that, but it's, it's not as easy as it sounds. Um, the problem is, it's like, I don't know. DNA doesn't really have that long of a, a shelf life. Well, and they were saying
1: what this could last, like.
0: Uh, well, I know DNA s- has a half-life of something like 560 some odd years. Um, so and, tha- and that's a half-life. So that's when half of the molecules go away. Due to radioactive words, I'm not fully really <laughs> awake. Um, that's why we can't clone dinosaurs. Because there's <laughs> all the de- uh, radioactive decay, that's what it is. A, you know, the majority of the molecules of the DNA have gone through radioactive decay and no longer exist.
1: Yeah. Using um, DNA, they say it will be possible to store one exabyte of data. Yeah. A billion gigs in a one inch cube.
0: Yeah, it's, it's incredibly compact, um, but not incredibly practical.
1: <laughs> we did an estimation of how much data you could put in a particular volume. We tried to estimate what would be the volume if we today decided to archive the entire internet, meaning everything that's not behind a password or any kind of electronic wall. I came up with the size of a large shoebox.
0: Wow. That's pretty dope. I heard something. It was it was a while ago, so I'm sure this this is way off nowadays. But it was I mean it was back when I was in high school, so probably like eight or nine years ago. Um, somebody was saying that if you printed off all of the information that was on Wikipedia, it would it would fill like five or six standard standard-sized swimming pools with with paper. Oh my god. Yeah.
1: Um, one thing that I love about that Wikipedia funny. discovered um uh when I was just chatting with another guy a bit ago. No, not WikiLeaks, Wikipedia. Um according to Wikipedia, instant noodle is of type noodle. Yeah, they have like the thing on the side that's just like it has like little bits of info on the right. It has like a picture and it would be like if it was a person like when they died, how old, when they were born, whatever. Under Instant Noodle, in the type part of that right thing, it says Mm -hmm. Type Noodle.
0: Huh.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's hard to figure out. (laughs) Well, it's, uh, that's,
0: that's, <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> it's kind of funny, it, it is kind of like, I, I get it though, it's, you know, you're not reading the entire article, you just get like this little, yeah. instant little block, this little string of text that gives you the relevant information. Uh, uh. That's funny. Some, some Wikipedia developer somewhere was just like, yeah, We're gonna call it the instant noodle because I've been eating instant noodles the entire time planning this.
1: (laughs) Yeah. View history. Oh my God, all these people are editing the cooking time. (laughs) Yeah, so what other? news
0: has been happening. Uh, Ryzen recently launched. Oh,
1: yeah.
0: (laughs) And it was one of those things that was just, like, people were super hyped and the day it came out, people were even more hyped. And then the benchmarks came out and people were still, like, tentatively kind of hyped. And it was, like, the next day, all I heard was just so much hate. Just so much hate.
1: Yeah. And... AMD Ryzen CPUs are re- readily available, but Ryzen motherboards not so much, yeah. Yeah, that's,
0: that's kind of the backwards for a while now. Like, I remember when the new CaviLake CPUs came out. It was really hard to find a CaviLake CPU, but really easy to find a motherboard. So that's kind of odd. To me, it just sounds like motherboard manufacturers um, weren't planning on it selling very well, and so they just didn't they didn't make enough. Yeah. When I've seen a, a lot of those manufacturers as well um like they announced like three or four a m d motherboards back at like as early as like c e s but when you look on the market, they only have like one available right now, and I mean of course that one's sold out, but the other ones were like coming soon um, yeah um weird how they did that. It it to me it just seems like they didn't have a lot of confidence in Ryzen, so they weren't planning on yeah. making a whole bunch of boards if they didn't have to. Oh
1: man. What really sucks is that um, at the time of building my system uh was worth I paid around 1300 For all the parts and stuff. It's worth uh, like $700 now.
0: You're doing better than me. <laughs> I built my computer. Well, I've done a few minor updates. Um, well, I guess I shouldn't say that. I did change the majority of components uh, back in August, I believe. Was it August or September? Uh, but before that, I was running off the same hardware that I built in 2008. Oh, God. Yeah, I had a Phenom 2 965 Black Edition. It a four core at 3.4 gigahertz. Um, and a Radian R9 7570 or 7750. One of those. Um, and uh, yeah that entire computer cost me 1300 at the time and that was with a, a 2 what terabyte drive in it uh pff, not i i mean half those components aren't even on the market anymore so they don't even have like a new price um, but i've i've still seen the 965 black edition go for something like 80 or 90 bucks and i probably spent 175 200 bucks on it um that Radeon though is just garbage nowadays. You could probably buy that off somebody for like anywhere between fifty and a hundred dollars easily. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I eventually upgraded my motherboard or my graphics card to a nine seventy, um, and then and that was probably late twenty fifteen, early twenty. It was early twenty sixteen. And then late 2016, I finally said, screw it. I need a new CPU. It's not, mine's not holding up to, like, I was actually using my old Phenom 2 on VR. Oh um, and I, yeah, I had to get the 970 because I was just, I was not pushing enough frames for the vibe. Um, and even then, there were still a few games that were having some trouble. And so I decided to upgrade my CPU. I decided that, uh, if I'm going to get a, a new CPU, I'm going to get it on a mini ITX board so that I can eventually take it out of my large Fractal R5, which is the case that I want on my desk, and go put it in like an HTCP, uh, HTPC box in the living mm-hmm. room for video games and streaming and whatnot. And um, so I decided to get the uh, Z170I motherboard, the mini ITX from ASUS, and get a 6700K. Yeah. Uh, So for an HTPC, kind of like, you know, small form VR setup in the living room, a 970 and a 6700K, I'll be all Hmm. set.
1: Yeah, that's
0: nice. Yeah. And uh, the build I'm planning right now, I already bought a few parts for it, um, but I'm going to get the Ryzen 1800X. Uh, I'm waiting for the specific motherboard that I want, which is... I don't even remember the company because it's not even a big company, but it is black and lime green, and that's oh all nice. I want out of a motherboard. Um, <laughs> aesthetics is is not important to me enough, but it's just enough that I'll buy some, like, no brand.
1: Yeah. I, I think it's
0: Biostar, so it's not exactly a no brand, um, but it's not like buying an Asus or yeah. somebody bigger like that. Yeah, there's like a Biostar one that's black and green. And I really want that one. And I want to do Dual Vega, but oh I'm wow. waiting for benchmarks on that one. But the 1800X, I'm 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 sold on that one. I don't know why people hate it so much.
1: Aren't they saying it's not doing well with 1080p? There's...
0: There's some weird things with it, and the majority of them are on Windows side. Like, I, I don't want to make a whole bunch of excuses for AMD. Um, but at the end of the day, like, Microsoft has been gearing Windows towards Intel CPUs for the better part of the past five or six years. Because so they've just some, been the better CPUs. Yeah, there's some weird things going on when I'm trying to run Windows 10 on an AMD chip. And I think give it give it, like, a few months to a year of uh, Windows updates and Ryzen will be performing with the best of them, but even right now, I mean, you're looking at something that's almost 20% less powerful than the 6800 for half the price. Yeah. So it's, to me, it's just kind of like, why Why would anybody not want that? Yeah, there's a few little glitches right now, which is why I haven't run out and bought it or pre-ordered it or anything silly like that. Um, but it's, yeah. less money for 20% less performance is kind of a no-brainer.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, And everybody keeps trying to compare it to the 7700. But I mean, you compare the 7700 to the 6800. And the 7700 still outperforms the 6800 um, in, in games. But games aren't the only thing I do on my computer. And I don't understand people who only have computers to play games that, that kind of seems silly.
1: Yeah, like I get if the main reason you build know a computer is for games, but why would you do it solely? Like, you know what yeah. I mean?
0: Yeah, there's no reason to have that many cores if all you're going to do is play games. Yeah. yeah. See, like, that's, that's why I'm totally fine with having a 6700 and, like, the HTPC in the living room. Because for that, it's just like that's all I'll ever be doing with it is either streaming or or streaming content like Netflix and, and Twitch and stuff to me, uh, not streaming out, not having to do any like hard encoding. Uh, it's mm-hmm. totally fine to have that four core in there. But for a for a desktop workstation where I actually do like 2D, 3D design, uh, video editing, no nah, multiple cores is the way to go. Yeah. That's not to say you can't game on it. You can game perfectly fine on a 6800 or an 1800X, but um, of course the IPC, the, the instructions for clock, are just not going to be g- as good as a 4-core yeah. that's tuned for that specific I mean, look function. at
1: Barnacles. <laughs> his his, his oh insane yeah, dual Xeons. Dual dual yeah.
0: yeah, dual proc Xeon motherboard with twin 1080s in it.
1: Dude, it's it's pretty funny what happens when like YouTubers like him or ones that are pretty much like their channels are full tech do something with Puget. Yeah. Well, I
0: mean, I I, I won't give Barnacle's a hard time about it because uh, he's admitted multiple times that he he's just not on the up and up with computer hardware anymore. He does not follow it like he used to. Um, yeah. So I can understand. I mean, and when you have the money, like. I love building my own PCs, but man, if I had my own money to have a Puget made like custom system, oh yeah, and, and, and like when you pay I might even I might like yeah, you're not just paying for them to assemble it, you're also paying for like years and years of support. Like that's their great thing is that if you have any problems, yeah, with the PC, like you can just mail it back to them and they'll fix that so shit. Dude, and swap they out use a whole yeah, they use
1: thermal cameras to get the yeah. best cable management and fan configuration.
0: Yeah. But that, see, that's, they go, it, it's not like you're just buying, like, an iBuyPower, where yeah. they do that once, and then they just make hundreds of them before they sell them out. Like, Puget looks at every single one and yeah. makes sure they all look, and, and you don't have to go through, like, warranty. It's just like, oh, you have a problem? Send it in. We'll take yeah. care of it. You know, some people like paying for peace of mind. I I think that's the reason why people love buying Macs is because while it might cost you some money, you can always just, you never have to worry about like, hey, I need to find somebody who can fix my laptop. It's just, you go to the Apple bar, you give them a hundred bucks and they'll fix it.
1: Yeah. But then that's also, they're so anti consumer. Wait, what'd you say? Apple's so anti-consumer.
0: Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, there's, there's a lot of people who don't care. There's a lot of people who just want the peace of mind of having something that's, you know, it follows the KISS method, keep it simple, stupid. And, you know, if they have any problems, they know exactly where to take it. Yeah. There's just kind of... That's kind of like... I'm one of those people who I've, I've never really given, well, I won't I won't talk about, like, my former life, <laughs> of like being an angry consumer fanboy for different companies. But I've, like, really chilled out in the past few years where I, d- I, don't, I don't care if somebody likes Mac over PC or iOS over Android or console over yeah. PC or anything like that. Um, to me, it's just like, you know what, if you have the money for the thing that you want and you think it's going to do you all right for you, then do it. Yeah, I like. I'm, yeah, I don't I'll try all, to, like fanboy fights.
1: If like, cause my class is pretty much all console. If someone's thinking about switching over, I will definitely encourage them to. I'll even like offer them to help design a system and stuff. Just because objectively it is a superior platform.
0: I mean, for for money, for performance, and and just the the multi use of a PC. Well, and the fact that you can a, upgrade it. lifespan. Yeah. The very the definition of upgrade of
1: it, means yeah. you can't upgrade a console. Because upgrade is yeah. to like change the internals without replacing.
0: Yeah. Something. Yeah, I, I used to have a guy who who would give me a hard time. He was a console guy. He's just like, huh, I just went out and bought the new. Xbox One S, like Xboxes are so much cheaper than PC. It only cost me like three hundred bucks, and I got I got a whole new system. And I was just like, okay, the system that I spent, you know, a thousand bucks on eight years ago is still running perfectly fine for me. <laughs>
1: like, All right, so you al- PC part You've picker. already
0: spent, yeah, you've already spent eight hundred dollars between the Xbox One and the Xbox One S, plus the monthly subscription for online payment. Plus, you don't have Steam sales. Yeah. So <laughs> and I still outperform you being an eight-year-old PC. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of funny. Like, I, I don't really understand it.
1: Okay, Xbox One. or er, Okay, let's do PS4. Cause, alright, PS4 is... Uh, okay, pretty much everyone. 399 Right, Alright, well let's build a $400 PC on PC Part Picker.
0: I have a really bad problem with like building anything sub eight hundred dollars.
1: So yeah, I don't. Like I don't like that stuff, but yeah, I do. I, like, I'll make those things on PC Part Picker because I can.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's uh, PC Part Picker is actually really fun to just get good at yeah. practicing different hardware configurations and how cheap you can make a decently specced PC. I think anything really under six fifty, you should really be looking at used parts because that's where you're going to get the best deal. Yeah. Um, to me, anywhere between seven and eight hundred dollars is where you can get the lowest end stuff. Well, not even the lowest end stuff. You know, somewhere between low and mid end stuff on current platforms, so that as time goes on, you can upgrade to newer mm-hmm. parts. Like there was somebody in the the Luke Discord yesterday where yeah. they were asking. You know, five hundred to seven hundred, and I got it to seven hundred and thirteen, and it was a Z two seventy board in a ten fifty Ti. Oh my god. Um, yeah, and eight gigs of RAM, and it was just two sticks of four. So it was just like, okay, so here's what you do in the future. And it was a, it was a seventy three hundred, or it was a seventy three fifty K. But it was just like, okay, so what you can do is if you have like, you know, I think it's like fifty more bucks, get a seventy five hundred and that'll yeah. give you a little bit more performance. But in the future, you're gonna wanna upgrade to at least like the 7700K or the 7600. Um, that's that's like your main goal right there. And it was a two terabyte like Barracuda drive. So it was just like, eventually you're gonna wanna grab like a cheap 250 gig SD just as like your boot in, in games. Um, so that way stuff loads faster. And eventually, you, you know, when RAM prices drop, throw in another two sticks of floor in there. And you know, over over the course of a year or two, you spend an additional maybe four hundred bucks and you have a top of the line PC. And it's I mean, it's still on a ten fifty T I, but you know, you spend another year or two saving up for that and, you know, bam, four or five hundred dollars later you you have a yeah, a ten seventy. So like that's I feel like the the seven hundred is kind of like the cheapest you can go, but seven fifty eight hundred range, and anything above, you can easily. It's it's no computer is ever future proof, but you can at least get the newest platforms yeah. on low end hardware, so that way you can upgrade over time. Uh, thirteen hundred has always been the. It's kind of funny that you said that because I spent thirteen hundred on mine as well. Thirteen hundred I feel is the the sweet spot where you are getting not the top of the line stuff. You're getting somewhere between mid and high. And it's still the best bang for your buck. Like, like frames per dollar performance out of any GPU in a $1,300 build is going to be a much better deal than getting the next graphics card up, like the 1080Ti or the, the Titan X, where yeah. you're just spending egregious amounts of money for not that much more performance Titan ex- excluded because it's not really geared towards games. It's geared towards workstations and rendering. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't. Yeah, I think. Eight hundred to, eleven hundred, is a. Good, good PC that can be upgraded. Thirteen hundred and up, or around thirteen hundred, um, is, is the is best bang for your buck of current high current end high. hardware. And then even after that, like if you're building a whole new PC for fifteen, sixteen hundred dollars, that's all top of the line stuff. Anything, anything. I think you should never spend more than fifteen hundred or sixteen hundred dollars unless you're doing water cooling on top of a fifteen, sixteen hundred dollars.
1: Yeah. Grid. I have a friend who, um, in the coming months, might have a. Uh, I might be helping him build a computer with like a fifteen hundred to two thousand dollar budget. Nice. Yeah, I just a, I just put months. a link in a, links and stuff. To so my full setup or a decent amount of what I have that I could easily put on a piece of heartbreaker. Like that all my custom parts cost nothing because they didn't really pull a price well.
0: <laughs> okay, definitely, oh, I think I just changed the level. I did. There we go. But yeah, PCs are these are just cool. And I, I'm the same way. Like if somebody asks me about it, um, I'll, I'll help them as much as I can. But uh, I don't you know, I don't walk into a group of people talking about Xbox games and be like, PC's better, huh? PC Master Race. Like, that's... Yeah. I PC Master Race is like a joke, but I feel like a lot of people take it much yeah. too seriously.
1: And, like, participating in debates is awesome. Like, if it's a civil debate.
0: Oh, Absolutely.
1: I um like t- like I said earlier, pretty much everyone in, in my class is a console person, but like we can still have like civilized debates sometimes about it.
0: Yeah, I mean there there are a lot of plus sides for consoles. I I, I totally understand that. As as somebody who like. Who, who wouldn't really enjoy putting a PC together, or you know having a friend do one for him? Um, I mean, it's there is something to be said about a, a a piece of hardware that you can go out, you spend a couple hundred bucks on, you bring it home, you plug it in, and you sign into an account. Yeah. And it just works. Yeah. Like, a, it's same thing with a Mac. Like Macs and consoles are almost analogous. I'm <laughs> um, I know this. Anyway, to yeah, to each other versus PC and like how they how they treat their consumers, which is totally fine.
1: Yeah, Th- it's not that people use consoles that bugs me. It's the anti-consumer practices of companies like Microsoft and Sony.
0: Oh yeah. And
1: yeah. and. Yeah, there are some things, like you were saying, it's just, it's so much easier, especially initially with consoles, um, which, yeah, that's actually a valid argument, but, and those arguments don't annoy me. I'm glad that people, do, like, have good arguments. It's the really dumb ones that do. Like oh it's mo- yeah. consoles are more social no they're not the fact that you have to pay to be able to connect with other people is antisocial in itself.
0: Yeah. Like if I had an Xbox instead of a PC I wouldn't exactly be like how many Discord groups am I in right now like you <laughs> can't do that on an Xbox. I really want to talk about social?
1: And then yeah. you of course you've got Microsoft too with just their telemetry.
0: Yeah. And uh, the, the social thing always kind of, because I've, I've heard that argument before from people, and like the majority of the people who are, who say that like, yo, Xbox is more social or whatever, um, I think the two kind of arguments behind that are one, like the kind of picture PC gamers are just the type of person who like sits in their, sits yeah. in their office or sits in their de- bedroom by themselves and plays the game. And yeah. Like, or you can put your PC in the living room and have Bluetooth controllers. Like you can use it just uh, like a console. Really? Yeah, and then the other thing is, yeah, and, and the other thing is, uh, like they they try to talk about, um, you know, when you when you play online, you have Xbox Live, and all your friends can send you messages, and you can send them back. And it's just like, yeah, again, I've Discord with like maybe ten Discord groups with hundreds of people, and yeah. if not thousands. Um, and then I forgot the point I was gonna make. <laughs> But uh, yeah, it's just yeah, it's kind of silly. It really is kind of silly. Um, I think I think the only like real tech stuff coming out in the future is Vega. Now that the 1080 Ti has launched. <coughs> Oh god, that was loud. Oh god, sorry.
1: Ah, oh, Windows.
0: Ah. <laughs> uh, yeah, 1080 Ti. And, uh, now Vega. And it'll be all up to date.
1: Yeah, it's, I mean, yeah, it's good that we That this stuff is... Like, because not, like, not much happened, except, like, apart from AMD, almost nothing has happened recently.
0: Yeah, that's, I mean, the the 1080Ti was, like, what, like, it was announced, like, last weekend and and came out this Thursday or Friday something like that, so it is a fairly new thing, but it. Man, it, it totally feels like nothing happened with the 1080Ti. It's one of those things that have been rumored for so long that when it finally came out, people were like, wait, it wasn't even out yet. Like, <laughs> unless yeah. you were really waiting for it, like you wouldn't have even noticed that it just came out.
1: Yeah. Let's
0: do like a little WAN show. Uh, I have an article pulled up here from WCCF Tech.
1: <laughs> okay make up a forum user? Ch- Choose choo- <laughs> choo- choo- someone in in Moose Hub. Uh,
0: let's see, Moosehead. Uh, we uh. at this. Uh, seems this like guy I was talking to a while ago. Sharpshooter, So a sharpshooter in the <laughs> in the <Moose> Coop Discord. <laughs>
1: Uh, discord.moosecoop.com.
0: Yeah. He, uh, linked me to this WCCF tech article. (laughs) This is hilarious. Um, WCCF tech, the, uh, this was three hours ago when I read this article, but I still have the tab up. Oh, it still says three hours ago. Okay. Um, they posted a, I can't even get this out. It's so stupid. AMD Ryzen four core benchmarks versus Intel Core i7 7700K. So when I clicked on this link, I was thinking that, oh man, they got their hands on like an engineering sample of like a Ryzen R5 four yeah. core. No, no, they did not. They took an 1800X and turned off four cores. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my god.
0: Oh god and they performed it and of course it performed exactly like you think it would it it the 7700 outperformed it now by a small margin in 3d uh 3d mark fire strike the 7700 was this graphic score let's do the graphic score uh 22 472 on the 7700k and 22314 on the 1800x so it was literally a difference of uh, what is this, uh, 5, like 150, oh 150 god. score, um, 160, so really not that much of a difference. what's the combined score, 70, 78 for the 1800, and 81, 84 for the 7700.
1: Oh my so god, d- dude, visual studio code is a <laughs> So, it gives it, like, on where it just says, like, the line number for Mm. your code, whatever. It will do, like, a little red arrow if it's bad formatting. Mm. And, um, and so if you just right-click and do Format Document, it breaks its own formatting rules. Oh.
0: (laughs) My God. Yeah, I haven't used that in so long.
1: was helping someone with javascript at school yesterday and they had a function to, uh, it would just increase, they are making like a choose your own adventure browser game. Mm-hmm. And they made a function to just increase and to set or increase the amount of money you have and then just do a little like alert box telling you how much you have. And they were doing, so they called the function cache or something. He had cache space and then in parentheses 500. And like that. That
0: doesn't sound like that would work very well.
1: (laughs) It works, but it looks awful. It just, oh God. Yeah, but, I must say JS Fiddle is pretty awesome.
0: I'm so rusty in Java.
1: Dude, it's all about JavaScript, man. Or Node.js, actually, is the best JS. My code work, My yes is no. I love the, um, like 99 bucks in your code, 99 bugs, take one down, fix it <laughs> up, 217 yeah. bugs in your code.
0: I'm trying to think of like the 900 series came out. How long ago?
1: Um. Oh God, long time ago. Think. Ready?
0: Maybe four. Years.
1: Four. No, yeah, that makes sense.
0: It was said GPUs kind of do it every two years.
1: Um, yeah, that sounds about right.
0: Since the introduction of the GeForce Nine Hundred series back in late twenty fourteen. So.
1: Really, late twenty fourteen.
0: Yeah. So yeah. about two years before the Ten Hundred series came out. That that seems, yeah, it seems a lot, it seems like it's been a lot longer than that, but I guess not. Um,
1: yeah, it so does.
0: Does, does. that mean that we should expect the 1100 series next year?
1: What? Uh, oh. That's right. Yeah. Maybe. Uh. If there even will be an eleven hundred series, yeah, and they don't just keep redoing the ten series, cause eleven sounds awful.
0: Yeah, uh, I think, I think at this point it's because consoles have kind of done that thing where they've slowed down to a point. Um, t- shoot, I remember. I mean, back in the '90s, it was what every see playstation 1 came out 94 playstation 2 came out i remember it was like 2000 2002 no they were late to the game um no no they came out before the gamecube came out in september 2001 um i know the ps2 had been out for like a year or two since then so about four or five years for a console generation but now we're looking at I mean, the the original Xbox 360 came out in 2003, 2004, and the Xbox One came out in mm, 2014 or 2015 that the Xbox One came out, Um, so it it, it had been close to 10 years before a new Xbox came out. And same thing, uh, PlayStation 3 came out. uh, is that in 2006 or 2007 that both the Wii and the PlayStation 3 came out, and the Xbox 360 had been out for a year or two before that. Um. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's just, it's getting so much longer now that consoles are taking longer and longer to come out with new cycles. Yeah. And, and, I mean, th- both Microsoft and Sony have kind of come out and said, you know, this is going to be our last console for a while. Like they're they're more looking towards things like the PS4 Pro, where they just do slight hardware uh, revisions. Yeah. The Xbox Scorpio is apparently coming out, and that's not even going to be like a major overhaul. It's just going to be an Xbox One with better hardware. Um, supposed to be
1: much better hardware. It's supposed to be like double the price though.
0: Yeah it's, oh, it's, so it's For all intents and purposes, it should be labeled as a new console, but that's not kind of how they're billing it. I think it's going to be just running the same exact software as the Xbox One, and it's just kind of like a... This yeah. is the new hotness sort of thing. Um, and I, I, I kind of think that's what's going to happen to PC components here soon. I don't think that's going to happen to CPUs anytime soon. I, th- I oh still yeah. think CPUs are going to get like a um, you know flagship lineups are going to still be every two to three years, um, unless AMD just decides to not do anything for the next six years after rising, like they did with their last CPU launch. I um.
1: <laughs> wouldn't be too surprised. But
0: yeah, I, I feel like graphics cards, I, we're at a point where, I mean, consoles have always been holding back PCs for a long time like, look at The Witcher 3. Um,
1: In this video, i mm-hmm.
0: The Witcher 3 is kind of a bad example because it scales so well to hardware. You can play that, that shit on the lowest settings. And I play had
1: it on n- no idea until kind of recently, like a few months ago, that The Witcher was a port from a console. No, no, no. no. It's the other way it's around.
0: It's CD Projekt Red always develops for PC first.
1: Well, no, but... Actually, originally they were all porting and it
0: still looked beautiful oh like beautiful. 1 and 2 yeah 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 which uh, th- I mean they were doing that for a while um, but Witcher 3 was which, Witcher 3 and everything CD Projekt Red is doing now is, is PC first and then console yeah they're
1: an awesome um, company
0: yeah they, they really are I'm I've been hyped for that Cyberpunk 2077 game since they announced it um, but what was I saying I mean, like, okay, so The Witcher 3 isn't, like, the greatest of example, for my point, um, because it's one of those games that do scale very well, but, like, if you look at, ex- like, like, Ubisoft games, um, actually, this is a great example. Look at an Ubisoft trailer from E3 during an announcement period, and you'll see awesome graphics, and it looks really good, and grid shaders, and bloom lighting, and anatropic filtering, and all of this stuff, and it looks really good, and then it comes out, And they basically had to like gut half of those features to make it work on a console and they're one of those companies that decide like you know what this one looks good enough this will also be how the pc port works Uh when when pc versions of the game can look so much better um especially games there are a lot of games that could just look better out of the box for pc with with uh Uh, like higher poly counts, higher resolution textures and everything like that. But they always have to, you know, if we're going to be designing this low end hardware console sort of era of assets, um, there's only so a high that you can scale those up for the guys with the top end PCs to make it look really good. Um, There's only so many features that you can turn on to make it look better. so I think, especially with, with consoles slowing down, I think we're starting to hit that point where having the new hotness and graphics cards really aren't going to do much for you uh, because games aren't getting progressively better looking. Uh, and the ones that are getting better looking, it's, it's also because they're running more efficiently.
1: Yeah.
0: Like, like look at Overwatch. That is, you can say a lot of things about Overwatch, but that is a pretty game yeah and you can you can run that on intel integrated graphics <laughs> like it, it is an insanely e- efficient game blizzard has really done some magic on that um oh yeah so i, I think i think it's probably going to be an extra year year and a half before we get another Nvidia line i think they're going to melt the 10 hundred series for a while um
1: yeah, like, maybe we could, instead of just having kind of two versions of stuff, um, like where where we have 1080, and then we get the TI, whatever, then we get the TI, we could maybe have a third.
0: Uh, the the new TI really kind of is weird to me.
1: Yeah, because it's, it's not the same card
0: at all. No, yeah, it's 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 a totally different um, uh, GPU processor in there. Um, it's a GPU one hundred and two, I believe. Yeah, um, I think so. And, and that's just kind of weird to me because like the past TIs have either been, you know, really highly binned. Uh, like, was it? What was the the previous? There was the nine eighty Ti and the seven fifty Ti or seven sixty Ti? I'm um, not sure one of those two, uh, both of those I believe were just really high uh GPU processors of the non-TI version. They were just like, you know what, we cherry pick these, these work the best, mm-hmm. uh, so we're gonna stick these in these cards, call them TI and charge a little bit more because we cherry-picked them. Um, and everybody was kind of a picturing the 1080 TI to be a Titan X GPU, that was binned down, Um, but it ended up not working that way, so it was just a, (laughs) it's really weird, it's really weird, they just came out with a whole new GPU for the 1080 Ti, and so it kind of makes you wonder, like, what's going on with the, the binned versions of the 1080 Ti chips, like the ones that aren't good enough to go into a 1080 Ti? Are they going to start sticking those in like some weird in between 1080 1080 Ti card? Um, yeah, or are they just tossing them? I mean, that's
1: possible, that would be awful, but
0: yeah, I mean, silicon is not that cheap after you do all of that processing to it. I mean, I'm sure they have plenty of those GPUs that aren't 1080 Ti worthy, but they're still better than the 1080ti so it just kind of makes you wonder what they're doing with those
1: yeah I mean they could be saving them all for something that's possible
0: yeah and that's that's, that's kind of what I was saying like a, a weird in between 1080 and yeah. 1080ti or they could do you know By the end of 2017, here's the 1180. It's not as good as the 11, or the 1080 TI. It's not as bad as the 1080. It's the 1180. Yeah. Um, it's It's kind of weird, but I don't know.
1: I've always found it weird that they go in reverse order. How they Mm -hmm. announce and make the... Te- the whatever 80 and then the 70 and then the 60, 50, whatever instead of going up.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, that's what uh, AMD is doing. Um, they started with announcing the 480, which was like literally middle of the ground, and then they did the 450 and 450? 460 and 470, and now they're going to do Vega, which is their high end. Um, yeah. So, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see what Vega has in store.
1: Well, and even if it's like, even if I don't care, if it's not going to help me, it's good. Um,
0: yeah, competition is going to help yeah, everyone. Yeah, yeah. Even if you have no plans to ever buy an AMD CPU or GPU, the fact that they're on the market again, and like really giving Intel a run for their money, yeah, um, that's awesome. I think, yeah, the, n- the next few rounds of Intel CPUs are going to be fairly competitively priced, hopefully. Um, Intel can always, you know, stick a feather in their hat and be like, screw you, we're still Intel. People are going to buy us just for being Intel yeah. and so charge $1,000 for a CPU. But um, I really hope that's not the case. Yeah. And it's
1: just... Um, it seems companies. I f- it seems like most companies lately have just been be bleh, are becoming better companies. So. I
0: I still have some problems with Nvidia's practices. Um, just like their ethics as a company, uh, they do really weird stuff. Um, but. Intel, I I can't really blame Intel. When you don't have competition, you can raise prices. That's just good business. But some of the things that NVIDIA does just kind of irks me. Um, Like, just for example, if you have an AMD card and an NVIDIA card in your PC right now, you can, if you're using your AMD card as the main export, you can use FreeSync on a FreeSync monitor. No problems with that Mm -hmm. NVIDIA card in there. It doesn't screw with anything. But if you're using the nvidia card as your main export and you're trying to do g-sync on a g-sync monitor they turn it off just nope I'm you're not s- allowed yeah, to have dumb. g-sync we detect an amd card in here yeah, it's just kind of it kind of bugs me but the other thing was uh the tress effects the hair stuff um, mainly seen in like tomb raider same thing you can be totally running everything off the yeah. nvidia card outputting from the nvidia card it won't let you turn on Tress Effects if you have an AMD card plugged in on another PCI slot.
1: Yeah. It's just. But, yeah. They, like, now that there's competition, they probably, like for Nvidia, they might. They'll probably either, s- like, completely stop or start to stop doing that or do it more. Yeah, it's, it's
0: gonna be one of those things that, we'll right now, they can kind see. of afford to do those things because they're Nvidia, they yeah. have the majority of the market share. They say, why are you guys even bothering to buy an AMD if you already have a G, uh, NVIDIA GPU? And, and I'll admit, mixing GPU brands is, is a very, very small use case. But I think with DirectX 12 and being able to actually, Crossfire SLI or whatever DX12 calls it between two separate GPUs. Um, I think that's gonna become more of a more of a standard practice. Um, I think there's gonna be people who buy, you know, like a budget 480 when they build their first computer and then when they have enough money, go out and buy a 1070 or something. Yeah. And it'd be really nice if DX12 takes that into account and gets their, gets their crap together. And is able to make both of those GPUs work in tandem, um, and I, I think when that really starts happening, Nvidia's going to be put under the knife and, and yeah. forced to, to move their hand. Um, but right now, they can totally afford it; they don't, they don't really
1: care. Yeah. Uh, South Korea's president was impeached yesterday.
0: (laughs) Oh man, (laughs) have you been keeping up with all of that?
1: Uh, no, I just saw it on Reddit yesterday morning.
0: I I don't know the full story, so I'm not going to pretend like I do, but from what I understand, um, Korea, like really, really old school Korea, there's a specific branch of almost It's not the correct word for it, but it's how it's been described to me as like a sort of shamanism, Mm -hmm. kind of like a old world sort of uh, paganistic rituals and stuff like that. Like, I I don't know exactly what it entails. I don't exactly know um, what they believe in or how they do whatever they do. um, But from what I understand, out of that sort of cultish sort of thing, there's a group of like eight or nine elder women. um, And apparently a lot, a lot of companies in South Korea and the majority of the South Korean government were basically being puppet mastered by this group of like nine shamanistic women. Um, Like if the president ever made any major decisions about the government, if uh, the Samsung CEO has been, has been connected to this as well, where like anytime they made like a large business decision or whatever, they would they would go to these nine shamanistic women and uh, basically get advice from them. And it's one of those things that it, it, it's really fishy when government gets involved because then you have like you know the CEO of Samsung going to the same people who the people who are making the laws that control businesses like Samsung go to, and it it just makes. Uh yeah. makes a lot of fishy fishy moves. Um. Yeah, it is it's a very weird thing. Very very weird thing.
1: Yeah. So, uh, here, let me get the link on a sec. All right, um... Apple's rumored iPhone could have a new name. Should we do our posted to the forum thing? <laughs> yeah. Posted to the forum by, uh... Boasted to blue Sub, totally not by me by uh, communist rebel elf <laughs> Apple's rumored iPhone could have a new name oh, really? so try out this week's roundup of Apple's of Apple news Apple's rumored to be working on a big iPhone update that could feature an all-glass design, curved screen, and wireless charging, among other features the, the device has been rumored to be named the iPhone 8 or iPhone 8X. <laughs> Sorry. <coughs> but a new report this week says Apple might actually call it the iPhone Edition. And although it's believed it will come with an all-glass design, the new report this week suggests Apple is considering other options, including a white ceramic design. Uh... Uh, number two, Apple's reportedly fighting legislation across the US that would require it to provide third party companies with manuals and diagnostic tools to allow them to fix broken iPhones. Apple says the le the the leg oh my god. Uh bill could cause hacking problems, but performance of legislation say so called right to repair, which um has they've been the group has been trying to get it passed for a year or two now. Um, Laws would give consumers more options and and perhaps reduce costs on expensive product repairs. The bill would cover all electronics and certain landscaping equipment. Other companies, aside from Apple, also opposed the legislation. Wow.
0: I kind of hate when, when companies do that where like they have serialized editions of something like iPhone 6, 7, and then it, it sounds like they might be considering a whole bunch of new features like wireless charging, white ceramic design, all glass design, different things like that. Um, like I feel like, okay, so if they come out and they call this the iPhone X or the iPhone edition, which is what's in this article, mm-hmm. um, like it's, it's usually... That is usually a way for companies to cop out, where if all of these let's just say courageous design changes don't mm-hmm. work out for them, they can in another year or two turn around and release an iPhone eight, just the next iPhone um, yeah, it'd be like, oh that you know that was a special edition with different different things in it, whatever uh, uh, we're not sure the what the differences
1: iPhone. are, but there were differences, okay yeah.
0: kind of one of those weird things. Hmm.
1: Yeah. How do you feel
0: about the iPhone 7? I mean, this is kind of old news, but how do you feel about the iPhone 7
1: not having a headphone jack? It's annoying, but I do feel like people made a big deal out of it. Like, much more of a big deal than they needed to. Yeah, Yeah, it's dumb. I mean, why do I need a barometer in my phone (laughs) versus a headphone jack?
0: I think, I think it's kind of neat having a barometer in your phone, um, because I mean, let's look at the way Google does traffic. Um, Yes, they do. They do source a lot of traffic data uh, to put in Maps to tell you when there's been an accident or something like that from local governments who make that data publicly available for Google to uh, use in their app. Um, So to me, it's kind of cool. Like, think of, you know, every local news station has, you know, a nearby Doppler somewhere in th- in the state to collect weather data. Um, I, I think it would be really, really cool to have, you know, everybody has a broader yeah. in their phone, and so you have an entire network of all of these um, phones collecting weather data. I think that's actually
1: a pretty neat idea. But to, to That's similar to how Tile works sometimes, too, if you can't exactly find... Yeah. Yeah, other tiles will, and other people's phones with the Tile app. Mm-hmm. It essentially forms a giant mesh network to try to find okay. one if it's not getting GPS for some reason.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, uh,
1: th- um, three Something in the list here. It's
0: really cool to me. It, it's, it's obviously a thing that Apple's not actually doing. I mean, they could be collecting all that data, but whether or not they're putting it into any cohesive form to do any weather tracking, I, I wouldn't know. They haven't done anything publicly with that
1: information Yeah.
0: That So for me with the headphone jack, there's one thing I'll always say Apple is really good at, and that's changing the market.
1: Yeah. Um, Oh yeah. For
0: better or for worse, they changed the market. Uh, There's even rumors that the new Galaxy S8 won't have a headphone jack. Um,
1: Like you saw, yeah, when they went with completely USB-C for MacBooks, everyone went USB-C.
0: Yeah, I've had my Nexus 6P for I mean, over a year and a half, two years now, and that has USB C but the problem with that was that like if I needed a new charger, I'd have to go to Amazon. No stores carry the USB C charger around me. Uh, which I mean that's fine, I always order everything from Amazon anyway, but um, it was it's you know, it's one of those things that just kinda now that USB C is everywhere, I mean you can walk in at any Walmart or Best Buy and get USB C dongles, USB C flash drives, storage drives, yeah. everything. Um so that I will give them that, that they can change the market for better or worse. I think th- the the one thing that they don't change the party on is the 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 uh the industry on is when they come up with their own port. <laughs> like FireWire not exactly take off like they wanted it to yeah uh, their thunderbolt did not exactly take off like they wanted to um thunderbolt's not, awesome though yeah i would not be surprised at all if the new iphone just drops that thunderbolt port completely and moves to usbc which oh yeah no really i wouldn't sure. yeah. yeah
1: because actually technically uh, what they're doing with lightning is illegal there are suppo- regulations in place that are supposed to stop companies from using proprietary connectors like that, yeah, they, they but really no one—it's not really enforced. Yeah. But my laptop has—I um, have Thunderbolt and I have USB-C on it, and it's awesome. I can charge my mom's laptop with mine.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, funny side note, people are trying to charge their Nintendo Switch off of MacBooks, and <laughs> there's, there's some weird glitch with it where the Switch is actually charging the MacBook. <laughs> <laughs> and you, you have to actually put the Switch to sleep and then turn it back on again before it starts actually going the other way. Yeah. <laughs> so well, that, um, funny.
1: yeah, you can, if you have a USB-C phone, you if your laptop's, like, almost dead and your phone has decent, it's not gonna give you long, but you can just sacrifice your phone's battery over USB-C for uh, like a few more minutes. Mm -hmm. Which can help you like a lot. So the
0: the headphone jack to me, um, Bluetooth headphones have been around for a long time. So getting rid of the headphone jack isn't like incredibly detrimental. So yeah. I was imagining, okay, you can walk into any CVS on the side of the road and yeah. buy, like, a $2, you know, headphones, like earbuds, at the counter. Yeah. Like, they all come in. Yeah, like, you, like, a lot of gas stations will carry headphones for, like, 2 bucks, But trying to get Bluetooth headphones anywhere, you're not going to find anything that's going to be really worth buying in the cheap ones that you are going to find they're just not going to work very well. And so I was imagining that, you know, if the iPhone, this thing that is so ubiquitous, gets rid of the headphone jack, and Bluetooth headphones are kind of the only way to go, um, that Bluetooth headphones would become themselves just as ubiquitous. And, and yeah. really, the quality might get a little bit better, and they would eventually get I mean, dramatically cheaper. And I have seen a little bit of that lately, but it's not something... Not something that's taken off as well as I thought it would. Yeah. Um, and I, I think the main portion was that was that you know everybody who bought the iPhone Seven, it comes with the dongle, so they're just continuing to use their old headphones. They just it, it doesn't even phase them that there's not a headphone jack until they try to charge it while listening to music. Um, See, so yeah, it's 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 one of those weird things that even though it's not like. I I don't think the market was super ready for it. But on the other hand, Apple is never really worried about that. They make the market ready for it. And I think it's been too slow of a burn compared to the other times Apple has done things like that.
1: Yeah. So number three on this list. Here's a sense of the iPhone's popularity. There are now more than 700 million iPhones currently in use worldwide and that figure is set to grow in the coming years. Yeah. So. What, that means that, um, 70%, around 70% of all iPhones are in use right now. Because, um, it was, uh... I think it was WWDC... 2016, um, I think, actually no, it was the iPhone 7 and Apple Watch uh, Series 2 announcement event, um, where they announced they'd sold over a billion iPhones. That's pretty insane. Well, none of these other things on the list matter. <sighs> you know of any other stuff going on? What's going on? Yeah, um, I put a link in the podcast channel. Uh, this thing's pretty interesting to watch.
0: Noise attack! Map. Oh,
1: oh! Dude, you su- you should have seen last night. China was going. So China was, basically, they would attack. Not um, what I thought it was. What is this um, it's all DDoS attacks.
0: Oh, these are live DDoS attacks?
1: Yeah. So, China, basically, they would go pretty much silent, just shooting out a little bit of small attacks for a few minutes. And then they would just go insane and, like, overload, like, Dubai. And then they would try to do the same to Seattle or Washington and they were doing it to some other country near them. Russia and Iceland, I think.
0: Is there any info on why this was happening?
1: Well, it's China, but... It's like, dude, look how many... Why is Microsoft attacking so many people?
0: Yeah, well, I mean, there's, there's more than just Microsoft over in Seattle.
1: No, but look, you can see, it says the attacker.
0: Oh. Oh, dang. I don't see that down there.
1: I mean, either it's Microsoft or someone's using, like, Azure to attack. But I doubt it, because they'd probably just pick up on that and shut it down. Microsoft has been attacking that, that place in what looks like Vermont, like, a lot.
0: I wonder, are they counter DDoS attacks? They're attacking the person that they think is attacking them and, I don't know.
1: We haven't, we've hit China too. a few times, but not much, not as much as they've been hitting us. Yeah. So like, it, it kind of leaves that lingering, like, glow. When they would yeah. hit Dubai really hard, it would look like a QR code. Like a big QR code uh-huh. for like a minute. Like China might be doing it again. This IP is used for- what? This IP network is used for security reasons? What? This is uh, like a pretty cool thing to watch. (laughs) Don't know why China is hitting Dubai so much though.
0: Uh, This is is a really cool thing. I'm interested in
1: learning out more about this. Norse is a security company, and they have... um, I think they intercept ISP stuff, and they have deals with ISPs. They have a... On their page, I think it explains it. Um, And if you go to Explorer, you can filter by country and by type of attack. Hmm. Um, So if you just watch... um, Huh, SIP's gone silent. But last night they were using SIP. Mm-hmm. Um a lot. Oh my god. What
0: did, what are they wow, doing? Wow, what is going on?
1: What did, what just happened on SSH? In
0: Europe and Dubai. Yeah. What part of Europe was that? That was weird. Is it another one?
1: majority of stuff on huh. oh my god what are they doing We just hit australia yeah someone yeah. just hit australia, australia. doesn't
0: have internet nobody needs to hit australia This is a crazy thing. This is, this is such a weird thing to me.
1: Oh. Just, so, um, Silks and I were watching last night, and we were like, it was insane, because China was going, what, like what, who did they just hit there? Like, it's almost all. So weird, that's fun to watch like we we spent like probably a good thirty forty five minutes watching last night. oh my God, what was going on there? It's all one kind of attack, too. It's all like that Nettis um, protocol.
0: This is a crazy thing.
1: Yeah, it's, it's fun to watch. Oh, my God. China. Oh, my God. Dude. Yeah. Jeez. Uh um, it's map.northcorp.com for people listening.
0: Oh, they're, okay. Every second Norse collection analyzes live threat intelligence yeah. and dark nets in hundreds of locations in over 40 countries. It's a static show are based on small subset of live flows against the Norse honey pot. Oh, network. my
1: God, dude. Yeah, they're Trying to th- just hit the Bay Area. Yeah. Oh. Oh, we just, oh, why are we hitting Dubai too? Why is everyone bullying Dubai? Oh my God, China. We're probably gonna hit them with a counterattack soon. I wonder if we're not, if we are hitting them, but we're using other countries to do it. Whatever that like data center or something on the East Coast is, it's, it's been getting hit it was getting hit a lot yesterday.
0: Oh, in like upstate New York? Or yeah,
1: or Vermont, maybe? Maybe. We were joking, we were saying it's probably, um, because it's coming from Washington, it's probably, uh, SpaceX and Microsoft, so... Yeah. So, Gates, Musk, um, and, uh, Stephen Hawking, They're just all, like, the most awesome people in the world. They're all sitting back, just laughing as, like, whoever they're hitting gets annihilated. No, SpaceX flies a rocket over. They just have a data center in their rocket. Yeah. No, they just start dropping raspberry pies. (laughs) (laughs) Raspberry (laughs) pie on a parachute. (laughs) That would be so funny wonder if
0: you could actually do that physically ddos somebody by like dropping hundreds of thousands of raspberry pies
1: like just set up to, to be uh, an emp thing Well,
0: not even an emp uh you'd you'd really only need like one raspberry pie in f- a microwave for that um but like dropping a whole bunch of raspberry pies to just like constantly bombard whatever wireless signals they have on campus mm, yeah. where you drop them
1: I mean, you can make a cell jammer out of some just, like, TV remotes. Yeah, yeah, you can. By just, like, soldering, like, just um, shorting a certain circuit or bridging a certain circuit that should only be on momentarily and it will just pretty much jam any cell signals. I
0: wonder why nobody's done that. I've seen people do, like, brute force attacks on netbooks with uh, Kali Linux. Um... When I say I've seen people do that, I mean, I have never done that. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but I, I've never seen somebody do, like, a Raspberry Pi cluster.
1: People like, do that,
0: but... I, I'm sure it's a thing, but I've never... I don't know if they use it to it. attack. I haven't, I haven't messed around with that stuff in so long. See, the thing was I stopped going to school where they had locked Wi-Fi, so I stopped needing to break into Wi-Fi. <laughs> oh,
1: you would just to force it to get in? Yeah.
0: Yep.
1: I'm gonna get I mean, my SD, my micro SD card so I can use my Raspberry Pi. Oh God, where is that SD card? Oh God, I'll do that later. <laughs> God, how long have we been recording? We have been recording for almost an hour and a half. Wow.
0: Oh. That's pretty neat.
1: God, oh, yeah. this is cool to watch.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, since this is this is a pretty long recording, so we should probably end it. So uh thank you guys so much for listening. Find me moosecoop dot com podcast on soundcloud or podcast. Moosecoop dot com. Uh Lemcot, where
0: can they find you? Uh, you can search Lemcot on Google. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've used that username since I was 13, and I am almost 26 now. So if you search Lemcot, you will find me at least at some source. Uh, I have a Twitter, I have an Instagram. Twitch. I, uh, I am a web designer who doesn't have his own website. Um, <laughs> Squarespace. Have like you have code is for 10% off. Or space. Oh God, did I did I post that copy pasta in your Discord? No. <laughs> uh, I think I might have only posted it in mine.
1: Please do. Um,
0: Wait, what was yeah. it? It was uh, Where is it? Where is it? Oh no, it was in Good News. Uh, scroll up, scroll up, scroll up. There's TunnelBears, the VPN that lets you tunnel through 20 different countries, allowing you to browse the internet and use online services as those you are from that other country. It's crazy easy to use. They've got apps for iOS, Android, PC, and Mac. And they have also have a Chrome extension. All you've got to do is visit the TunnelBear link in the video description. It'll start down. <laughs> it's, the, it's the entire
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: TunnelBear ad spot from Linus Media. I was going to do it with Squarespace, too, because I think Squarespace is actually cool company that i wouldn't yeah. mind turning into copy pasta um. <laughs> there's your copy pasta yeah I actually, sat, I actually sat there pausing the video typing that all yeah, yeah. that was that was hand-done copy pasta right dude, there it's homegrown dude
1: dude dude, <laughs> dude 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 um uh, it's uh it's uh 2017 you know we have this thing called ai yeah <laughs>
0: I, it wasn't that important to me. It took me like two minutes. I don't really care. All right.
1: Um,
0: but yeah, uh, I'll probably have a website here soon. I really should, now that I'm getting more into content creation, uh, I have a yeah. Twitch, um, oh my yeah, YouTube Check channel, me out on
1: YouTube. But, but my website yeah. should link to that. Um.
0: Um, I've been using a, ten, uh, a Canon Rebel 2 Ti record like my first four videos. My GH4 should be soon-ish. But I I have about four pre-recorded videos, so my YouTube channel will be going up.
1: Yeah, and my AirPods review should go up. Um, I'm thinking we'll probably do the, like um, these podcasts will go up same day as my videos do, so Mondays. So that will go up. That will go, this should be up. March 13th, 2017, and so should my AirPods review. Good deal. So, yeah, thank you guys for listening. Yeah. Bye.
0: Our outro music is Nowhere Land by Kevin McLeod. Incompetech.com, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 license. Visit us at moosecoop.com and podcast.moosecoop.com.